Hi everyone, welcome to the Software Intelligence Podcast. My name is Dave Anderson. This time I'm joined by one of the world's leading publishers that's over, geez, I think nearly over 200 years old. I think things are a little different for them these days as they transition from a physical book distributor to a complete digital software powerhouse per se. So, uh, man, I'm going to say that because I'm joined by Sean Mack, who's the CIO and CISO at Wiley. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Dave. Do you like my intro there? Software powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, and you hit it on the nose there. More and more, we're fundamentally transitioning to being a tech-enabled company and delivering not just books, but education and research to folks around the world. Yeah, and you guys aren't just, you don't just Google search and you come up with a book. It's a full end-to-end process of people that are doing the research, the editing right through to the publishing, right? That's what Wiley does. Give us a little bit of a snapshot. Wiley really drives the world forward through research and education. A, A lot of people know Wiley through our popular titles like For Dummies, but now more than ever, we're a tech-enabled research and education company. And we make that impact around the world through three main areas, research, professional learning, and higher education. And you're responsible for delivering the software that enables the business to run the business. That's right. So I have dual roles as a chief information officer and chief information security officer. So I'm responsible for all the elements of the business that keep things running and help to deliver new products and services to market. So that includes everything from our end user services to our platform engineering to our DevOps. And then as CISO, of course, I'm responsible for security and privacy at Wiley. It's a complex world in which you live because running the software that runs the business is harder than ever. Multiple cloud environments, microservices, end users, speed of deployments, throw in a pandemic, you've got a pretty difficult job. It is. It certainly is a challenging environment. And Wiley is continuing to grow and growing through mergers and acquisitions. And we've been growing for, as you said, many, many, many years. Uh, And the diversity of the portfolio, the diversity of the technology which we support is certainly a challenging environment. But I've got a great team backing me up, which makes it really that much easier and that much more pleasant. Uh, We've got a great uh, executive team who's pushing this all the way and really between the two, it makes my job that much easier and and more manageable. Um, When I look out in terms of what we're focused on, it's the transformation, right? One, the transformation, the agile DevOps cloud transformation. I'll say another big focus of mine and my team is simplification. I Mm -hmm. think we're transforming from technology to as an enabler to technology as the core of everything we do. And in doing that, we have to drive 
simplification of the landscape of technology. Because not only do we need to continue to produce amazing education and research uh, software application services, but we need to respond to the needs of our customers and we need to respond and be agile like a company that started building their software yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So we can offer that agility, but also the scale and scope of Wiley and all the authors, all the researchers that we bring to the market. And we can only do that if we're running in a way that's very simple and optimized, right? So that's been another, another big focus for me and my team. And I think the other one, I get to wear two hats here, both as the CIO and then also the, the CISO. And obviously another big focus of mine is security and privacy. And I, I like to think that's something that we offer to the market, which is um, a real high caliber, one of the highest caliber um, uh, security and privacy teams I've ever had the, the privilege of working with, uh, ensuring the security and privacy of our learners and researchers around the world, whatever application or product you're working with. So those are kind of the three main things we're focused on. We're actually just about to kick off our fiscal year. So um, when I look out into to our next uh, year, that's those are the, the keys for me. I love the simplification because we just touched on the complexity of cloud environments, the challenges, the tools, the approaches, the speed. Sometimes actually you can overwhelm yourself with, it's almost like if you sort of think about it in terms of like individuals getting overwhelmed by all the different things and they, you know, any sort of meditation guru will tell you just to slow down, simplify step by step, right? Even a teacher teaching a child to calm down is sort of like the basic premise. <laughs> and that's actually a really good leadership principle to be able to go for the team to go, okay, let's take a simple approach here because the simple approach could be the right approach, at least that helps us to get things done. Is that something that I'm going to dovetail into Dynatrace a little bit here? Because I like to think that when we reinvented our platform, we did that around ease of use and simplification to make it easier for these yeah. teams to be able to do what they need to do. Is that one of the values that you saw in working with Dynatrace? Yeah, I, I would even go a step further to say that was one of the reasons we brought in Dynatrace. That is... Part of the simplification is we can't have 10 tools to do the same different thing, the same thing, right? Um, there were lots of different tools in our landscape to do monitoring, uh, to do application performance management, to do uh, uh, end user um, emulation. And one of the reasons we brought Dynatrace in was to drive that simplification. It wasn't here, but it was with a, a previous company. I, I've seen this situation in plenty of places. And at this previous company, they had 50 different monitoring tools. Mm. And I'll tell you, when you've got that, in, including in some cases, the same tool that was deployed differently in different data centers, right? So you, a red alert here would mean one thing, a red alert there would mean another thing. 
Uh, in one, um, one data center, it was laid out by application. In another, it was laid out by uh, OS. And I'll tell you, when there's that much, much, um, many different solutions to the same problem, there's no way to understand what's going on, right? We had a knock with beautiful walls and you could fill them up and you wouldn't scratch the surface of the information that we had. Uh, so it's great having a tool. And, and I will say that that doesn't mean there has to be one tool, but certainly 50 is not the right no. number. Right? Um, and so, so getting down and saying, Dynatrace is a tool and we're deploying it across all of the applications. And one of the things people often don't realize about Wiley is the variety of services we offer, right? Everything from professional assessments to online education, to open access research, we have hundreds of applications which we support. Mm -hmm. And to not have to go to hundreds of different tools, to have one tool across all of those is key to the simplification and, and continues to be key to that journey and key to our ability to respond better to issues when they do occur, to prevent them from occurring when, when we do have issues. Uh, to ensure that our operations center has visibility into the entire landscape, making sure that our learners and our researchers have a great experience with our products and services. It's a great story. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I've been doing customer stories for a long time now, and I often come up against the pretty common like uh, situation where it's like, so tell me how you're using Dynatrace and, or tell me about your environment. And it's like a very simple kind of flow so for everyone i'm just going to kind of simplify it and go faster and just have you say yes so that we can move on to the more interesting stuff but let's just assume you've just mentioned you've got lots of different applications you're probably running them in multiple different cloud centers either on premise or in the cloud or across different cloud centers you're still nodding with me yep that's right um, yeah yep. you 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 have probably a big bit of modern uh you know maybe kubernetes microservices things like this but you also have yes. on-premise legacy applications and and systems that you're still supporting we're still saying yes yep. uh you got users that you care about so you're probably looking at user experience and monitoring the user behavior to understand that so now we've just summarized all of that we can get that out of the way to basically <laughs> say okay so look it's a lot right it's not just the individual application it's the infrastructure it's the user experiences the processes the dependencies everything interconnected to give you this one observability view of everything that's going on now what role and what did you see in terms of but you've got all this data now and you talked about a knock with all these things on the wall what's fundamentally different about dynatrace is that it provides a layer of ai and automation to change the way that your teams work? I guess I've got two questions here. What role do you think that AI plays for the team? And maybe even a cheeky one, did you actually believe it was possible that, that an AI is actually an AI and it was gonna serve you answers and, and potentially change the way your teams work? I think you hit on it with the complexity because in technology in general, I think not even, not even talking about the complexity of the landscape, which are, uh, my teams are responsible for, but just technology in, in general, as we see data growing, as we see big data becoming more and more prevalent, as we see infrastructure becoming more ephemeral, as we talk, talk about not only ephemeral infrastructure and 
uh, instances in AWS that spin up and down automatically and auto scale, but talk about things like microservices or lambdas, which are an even infrastructure, but still are part of the services you're offering. The legacy ways of cataloging that, managing it and monitoring it and doing anything in a manual or once daily way is just not going to suffice. And I think in that sort of world, the only answer is some sort of artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, and, and the components thereof, because certainly human intelligence is not up to and not geared towards that type of task. I love that. It's not geared towards that type of task. That's actually the summary of why something like this AI is there to assist us because we're not capable of processing billions of dependencies across all these different cloud environments. It's sort of like trying to get our hands out and catch smoke and bring the smoke in. It's just like we're just not built to do that. And that's why the AI is built, which means the teams now can change what they're doing. We can, as humans, we can change what we do. We can interpret the information that's being served to us and actually do something about it. And we, and that's where the humans can then put the gray matter to work. Is that something that you see within the business now? Tell me a little bit more about that. So, so now that you have an AI, now that the AI is going to work, and I mean, maybe you know these guys have been using it for a little while now, but but is the team now changing a little bit in terms of the way that they're they're working? Are you able to? to you know make more releases with higher quality is a team spending less time in war rooms troubleshooting because now they can add value is there more integration between the tech team and the business teams is there people now focused in the technology teams on user experiences not just on like well we're going to release a feature and then not know whether it made any impact these are the sort of value statements that i think we would you know maybe it's par for the course maybe it's come to be accepted now it's just like well this is just how work is done here but Help us understand, is that something that's happening in, at Wiley? It certainly is. And, and I would say, but I, I guess I would clarify hmm. that I think it's also just down to using Dynatrace in general. And I'm not sure I'd pin it on the AI mm-hmm. so much as having broad ranging shared visibility in our system, period. Right. Interesting. That has driven that change in focus and behavior. And the also the the shared visibility. And and I'm a very big advocate of collaboration and transparency. And that's been key, a key value that Dynatrace has been. This ability to share data, to not have information silos, data silos with, oh, the the network team's working over here and the cloud team's working over here and they've all got their little silos of data and they can only see it. And so you're waiting for updates for various teams and arguing over who's right and who's wrong. Instead, we have this shared set of data that we're all looking at. And I'll tell you, those impacts that you spoke to are certainly things that we are seeing in terms of, I I think one of the most impressive has been the reduction in in the time to resolve incidents when they do occur. Because 
<laughs> I got a I got a report this morning, and it's just incredible. Over the past year, the reduction in time to resolve incidents, um, and and that's down a lot. Uh, I'm going to start with that's down to the amazing team I've got working with me. Mm-hmm. But I will also say that Dynatrace certainly helps. Um, and having that sort of visibility, uh, the observability, the transparency, having that ability to get to root causes faster has been transformative. Have you put a quantifiable number on that mean time to repair? This is me now putting my marketing hat on and going, hmm, if there's a juicy statistic here, it's always hard to quantify, but I'll always ask the question just in case. So... Let me share something here uh, that will quantify it a bit for you. I'm not sure if you can see that, Dave. I can. But this is our mean time to, to repair. And I almost just like want to do a mic drop on that. Wow. It's incredible what this team has delivered. There isn't one number. There's five. Uh, incidents at every priority across our landscape have gone down. Uh, unfortunately, my mic's on a stand, so I can't actually drop it. But, um, <laughs> but I, think, I think that's the metrics. That's the quantifiable evidence that what we are doing is working and is dri- driving value for our customers. Yeah, that in itself is like, for those that couldn't see it, there were averages there of eight, nine, 10 days to solve particular problems. And now you're getting down to a level where I think you're going to have to recast your graph, Sean. I think you, you, the the metrics now need to go down to the hours yeah. because the, you're off, you're doing a black run from left to right. And for those that aren't skiers, it's a very radical drop. Did you think that was possible? I have in my years of working as a technology leader, not since not seen such a consistent, and that's over 12 months. So this mm. isn't two days, but there is consistent decrease over the past 12 months to the point we're now talking about, like you said, minutes and hours, even for low priority incidents, where we were talking about days to over weeks a year plus ago. That's remarkable. And what does it mean? I mean, for look, let's for the non-technologists out there who are listening, which wouldn't be a lot unless it's my mum and dad. But um, but basically, a mean time to repair would mean you know more consistent performance of systems, which means more availability. People when they go to actually go to use your software, it works. That has never been more important during the pandemic as well. Mm. Users who are accessing learning systems, researchers who are using our research to try and find. Uh, solutions to the pandemic Mm. have needed us to be always on available, not just available because this is, this is for all priorities. This is also the ability to deliver changes to market, right? If something's hampering a developer and their development environment is down, they need that backup immediately. They need that resolved so that we can provide more value to the customer make changes, make improvements. Uh, So beyond just, hey, it always works, right? Because it has to, uh, because we've got students around the world who are counting on us to do their learning the next day. 
but also so that we can ensure that everybody at Wiley is productive so that we can continue to improve these products, uh, make new, use AI so that we can deliver adaptive learning and, and research solutions, right? And so that we can consistently change and deliver more value to our customers. And that graph that we looked at was during the pandemic. That was April. That's right. So when the going got tough, you guys really got going. You went like, this is it. Change is hard. We're going to have to make change. We're going to have to do this. And that's a phenomenal effort despite the noise and the challenges that were going on and around the remote work that would have been occurring during that time. It's a good attestment to your to the culture to pull off such a improvements in business value despite the challenges going on in the world. Yeah, it, it really has been amazing. And I'd say overall, the response of Wiley and the technology team during all of this has been remarkable. I've actually seen that productivity for the team as a whole improved with the shift to work from home. Uh, and I think collaboration's gotten better. We've always had a global team and to large, uh, in, in many ways, this has made us work better together because we're all at home on Zoom accessing through video channels. So you're absolutely right that, that not only has this change been driven, but it's been driven while we've been going through what are truly unprecedented times. So what's next, Sean? What's your big priority now? What's next? Well, I think we have a few big priorities, like I mentioned, continue the transformation journey, um, security and privacy and simplification. We still have a ways to go on those. And those changes will continue to build the foundation around which all of the future products and services of Wiley will be built to enable all of our Wiley business units, technologies to deliver better and better products. I'm really excited about it. I, you, you've seen the results already. And I think it's only going to get better, Dave. And I'm really excited to see what comes next. Well, congratulations. It's a, it's a fantastic story. It's one that I, I love talking to customers because you hear all sorts of different insights from trucking companies that are now software businesses to one of the world's oldest publishers who is now delivering you know, uh, their, their whole end-to-end -end process digitally and, and performing really well during probably one of the most difficult times in human history. It's, uh, it's a credit to you and the team and, um, and also the importance, obviously, of, of actually delivering publications to people to continue to learn because as a society, we need to do that. That's right. That's right. It must make you proud, actually, to, to, to work for a company that provides critical learning and research for society. You know, it is a wonderful thing to do. There's a lot of things we can do as technology folks. Uh, I worked in a, several different industries, including financial, including uh, marketing, uh, MarTech. 
I, I love that my job gets to be to help people learn better, right? And to help make learning and education more accessible. I love that my job gets to be to help the world do research better and make that more available to people around the world. Like of all the things I could get up and do every morning to get to do that as a real privilege. Yeah. Congratulations. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, just wanted to finish with a couple of really fast questions for you just to keep sure. you on your toes. And, uh, cause I know you've been, you've had a pretty successful year and, and, you know, let's see if we can break you at this point. Um, I'm going to ask you this particular one. So how would you sum up the business value of Dynatrace? Visibility, collaboration, simplification. I love it. Fantastic. Finish this sentence for me. AI will dot, 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 dot. I think the question is, what won't it do? Ah, <laughs> open I think we have to turn that question on its head and say, where doesn't it help? And what are the things that human intelligence is really geared towards? We talked a little about, you know, the great application of AI to large data sets, to uh, machine learning, uh, to identify patterns that are completely not able to. And we see the applications of AI in everything from you know, from chatbots to uh, observability to cars, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we have to turn that question on its head. And I know this isn't a quick answer, but I think we have to turn the question on its head and think about what's the best use of human intelligence and where can't AI help? Because it's part of everything. Oh, I like it. It's one of, that's probably the best answer I've had so far. So um, <laughs> this one will be a tricky one. What advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? Uh, what is it? I, I think I, 17. Um, I think it, it, buy Apple, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe then I'm just done, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the other thing I'd say is whatever I told myself, I wouldn't have listened to anyway. <laughs> uh, good. So good. Um, give us your biggest inspiration. You know, for a while now, I've been pretty excited about collaboration. I've been very involved in, uh, in DevOps specifically, but I feel like that's, very much about the concept that working together, we can work better. And that's a pretty inspiring and driving thing for me. The idea that, you know, what can help us deliver better business results, working together. And so then my job can be about helping people collaborate, whether that's through transparent data or whether that's through teams that have an inherent learning culture and that are eager to continue to, uh, to transform and evolve at every step. Uh, so I'm inspired by the idea that working together, we can deliver better business results. And therefore, what we need to focus on is how do we collaborate? Mm, powerful stuff. 
and it doesn't matter what business you're in because collaboration well unless you're an individual tennis player but collaborate well it's still you've got to collaborate with the coach i guess you probably still have a team backing you up there is still probably a team somewhere but but for the most part yeah collaboration and it's way more fun it's way more fun to be working in a team that gets along is not toxic that's productive that's hitting results it's an amazing thing actually to be in an amazing team that's absolutely right absolutely right hey sean thanks so much for being part of the podcast i've had a really fun and enjoyable chat it has been a pleasure being on this show um and i just uh, you know close by saying i love um the networking i love uh connecting with people i encourage people to connect with me on linkedin where i'm sean d mac nyc uh also continue the discussion on twitter where i'm at sean d mac nyc and Wiley is a great place to work for those who are excited about technology. Check us out. Lots of great opportunities there at wiley.com slash careers. Awesome. Good plug. Really good. If you want to go work for someone who is clearly inspiring, looks after the family and friends and is all about collaboration and simplicity, I couldn't think of a better place to work whilst helping people around the world learn. It's a fantastic uh uh, story, effort, Sean, once again, thank you. Connect with Sean online. You've been wonderful as a customer and this will no doubt be not the last time we're having a conversation. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks again, Dave.